Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So here we are buzzing away in 2024. Just seems so, where did this time come from? But The beginning of a year brings a lot of different, I want to say, feelings. I want to say goals. And sometimes with that come part and parcel, our friend may be some disappointment. But if this is still your time to want to improve, to want to just do life a little differently, this is the episode for you to hear. Now, repeat guest, you're welcome. Go back if you haven't heard episode 131, because that's where you first heard Natalia Garcia, who is the functional nutrition and wellness coach. This time of year, people are flocking back because this is the day we're going to start. It's a new year and the calendar says... And then something happens. Maybe it's the end of January. Maybe it's February. Maybe it's March. And maybe the gym thing lasted for a week. Or maybe the healthy eating lasted for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Or maybe dry January was successful, not not successful. Why not make it a lifestyle? It's all very, very possible. So today is just our friendly reminder with our expert, Natalia, who's going to just share with us how we can get control, how we can make changes, and then start to see the effects, all hopefully with being kind to ourselves. So with that, I say hello again, and welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Stephanie, for having me here today at finding joy through habits, lifestyle habits. And that's it. It's the beginning of a new year with a lot of everything you said really resonated with me. So thank you so much for having me back. I'm very excited to be here. Let's just remind everybody what it is you do, why you're in this lane. It's nutrition, it's wellness. It checks a lot of boxes, not just one. So give us just uh, a little brief summary, and then we begin. So tell us about you, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I am a licensed, board-certified functional and integrative nutrition practitioner, board-certified in functional medicine, and I just love food. And what brought me to this 
area of my career was my own struggle. And I speak about my struggle openly because when you see me on social media, you probably don't know that I've hit rock bottom, just like many of us in health, actually. And what made me want to become a dietitian and bring people clarity and results and a mindset and a concept of food and their body and their self-image was my own story of struggle and almost dying from an eating disorder that I developed due to many of other factors, not just food, including depression and genetics variations and undiagnosed thyroid. Anyway, I have a lot of a, a lot of what I do right now, but to make the, the story short, I've been there, I've struggled, I've had days where um didn't care about what I ate. I would say I'll start the next day and Anyway, I'm just here to inspire you and hopefully remind you that there's always the next time and there's always the next day or even the next meal can be the the next opportunity to transform your life. Because I was almost on a deathbed from an eating disorder, developed bulimia, anorexia, binge eating disorders, and I pretty much done it all. Then it took me seven years to recover. And that's what fueled my passion to go to school. And that's why I'm here to help you be out of your struggle, be out of the fog, have clarity and actually some results. If you're looking to have results and if you've been to 10 doctors and you're still on your 20 or 10 medications or five, whatever it is, I'm here for you to give you that clarity and for you to achieve those goals. Love, love, love. You said something and it made me think that A lot of times in life, and it's not uncommon, especially when it comes to wanting to change our diet, we're going to kind of stay to diet, although food and mindset, body and brain are connected, even though we go through life sometimes thinking "Eh, that's disconnected, and yet they go hand in hand. And we go through life with this mindset of all or nothing. So it either has to be, if I don't start today and then the wheels fall off the bus, fuck it. This isn't going to work because look what I've done, where I'm hearing you say, turn right and do something different at your next meal. Or if it's the end of the day, start again tomorrow, start again, start again, start again. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It can be, okay, there's always another time. Let's go. Right. There's always another time. There's always another opportunity. It could be the next meal, the next hour. I invite you to think about your psychology when it comes to habits as it pertains to food and exercise lifestyle choices that you know are going to make a difference. And ask yourself, is this habit or is this choice uplifting me? Kind of like yum, right? When you think about food and you see a food that you like, you say, oh, yum. Oh, you can also say yuck, you know, and they're getting to the yuck, acknowledging that yuck, you know, it may take some time of maybe a week to start for you to be maybe off a certain food. Alcohol is a big one that I know a lot of people make their resolutions about people who drink a night when they're cooking or just as an unwinder. I invite you to maybe do spend a few days or maybe a week really reducing the amount so that, you know, okay, this is really uplifting my health and creating habits that I want to sustain for life that are going to help 
my blood work that are going to help my lipids that are going to help my digestion that is going to help me lose weight and then once you've done that for maybe three days five days and experienced how well you felt hold on to the feeling of how well you felt when you did follow through because that mm -hmm. is what will keep you going versus oh the six pack isn't there yet you know or the 20 pounds aren't gone is the feeling of how well you slept, how good your mood was, how focused you were. It could be many things. So just what do you think about what I said? It's very, very true for someone that I've been on both sides. So I've never met a beer I didn't like. I've never met a weekend I didn't enjoy. Some days slash nights turn into much more fun than anticipated. And then comes the next day. And there's the struggle bus. And for me, I work Monday through Friday. I have 48 hours on a weekend. And in the beginning of 2023, I was having a lot of fun because we were doing great fun things and it was great. And we did a Friday night fun thing. We did a Saturday fun thing. And Sunday, I don't even know what time I got out of bed, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Just because I got out of bed doesn't mean I did anything because I felt like shit. And it was right after that, that like that day, I said, you know what? This is not serving me at all. I'm never going to get this time back. So I'm going to A, see if I could do it, which was a really big thing for me. And I declared that I wasn't going to drink. We had a big family wedding coming up that week. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to drink at the wedding. And everybody was surprised. And I want to say uncomfortable, but I wasn't. I had a great time. I had a great next morning. And as you said, when you remember that part, I probably didn't drink for, I don't know, three months, three and a half, almost four. Then I eventually had a beer. But the amount that I drink and how often I do has so curtailed, really just based on that little experiment that I was doing. Right. I love the word you say experiment because mm -hmm. I feel and I see it in my practice all the time when people tell me, Natalia, it's near resolutions. So I want to drop 60 pounds or 30 pounds or I want to accomplish not being on medication or reducing my cholesterol, sugar, you name it. It's all about setting yourself to success. And that would mm -hmm. be declaring, just like you said, you know, like I will not drink, see how it goes. And then always ask yourself what you learned, you know, in that experience. So like my question for you to share with the audience, mm -hmm. what did you learn after being used to having alcohol on a regular basis, maybe even more on parties? What did you learn by going to a wedding and being like, totally fine without a drink? I still had the same amount of fun, probably more. Right after that was my wedding anniversary. So we went out and my husband, you know, have a martini, babe. I can, you know, just have some club soda and a splash of pineapple. I sat at a bar and I was fine. Everybody eventually gets used to that. It was fun to be the driver for a change. The least I can do for all the years my husband, you know, didn't drink because I was drinking type thing. I mean, tons of payoff, but the biggest one definitely was 
quality of sleep and no lost days. Biggest one. Like I was able to do a lot, get a lot done that I wanted to and just really be in a focused mode. That's great. Focused mode, not lose another day and better sleep. I feel that's mm-hmm. great. So you learned that you can have the same amount of fun or even mm-hmm. more, maybe mm-hmm. a little more present, connecting more with people. And then also that your fun doesn't have to change. And I know because I've also tried that a few different times with food or even diet. I'm curious because it is, again, the beginning of the year where people want to reinvent, where they maybe wait for the calendar to turn and say, okay, now it's time to make the change. I think sometimes we get a little too over ambitious and and the to-do list is, you know, 12 major lifestyle changes when maybe, and and again, I'm curious on, on your take on this, maybe it's take a couple of small bites, pun intended, and then build from that. Yeah, I think sometimes people set themselves to maybe not follow through due to the length or process of their goal. And Mm -hmm. to speak to to what you said, I find that the clients that succeed the most are the ones that are very clear. They have a very clear why they're doing it. It's usually not because of the six pack or because of a bikini body. It tends to be more from within. Like they Mm -hmm. want it to be around for their kids so that their quality of life on a day-to-day basis, not when they retire, it's better, just like you mentioned, with better sleep, more focus, not lost days. And also, it has to be very meaningful to the individual. So it's just knowing that that intention can really propel you to succeed. If you set yourself to succeed, how do you do this? Yes, small goals. Maybe I want to lose... 60 pounds, but you know what? I know that possibly a pound to two a week without doing very drastic. I mean, of course, if we cut alcohol, right? If we cut grains out, if we could mm-hmm. yeah, if we could add a sugar out, I've seen people drop five pounds in a week or seven in two weeks. And that's mostly water weight, inflammation. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who is already very determined and very disciplined and you really want to take it all the way in, then you may succeed. But 80% of my clients, when they're trying to make lifestyle changes, it's best to just focus on maybe if you're looking at the scale and that's your measurement, right? Just being very realistic, maybe a pound to maybe two a week could be more depending on your exercise and what else you decide to do and what else you really focus on your eating habits, if mm-hmm. you do a lot, if you do five things or if you do three things, it could be, you know yourself better, but whatever you do, make sure that the goal you set or the intention you set is very realistically manageable and that it brings some sort of positive emotion at the end. Mm. It's so important for you to stick with the habit and actually make it part of your life. Let's talk about weight in numbers. It's funny because I know so many people are driven and identify with the number that appears on a scale. And that gives them that measurement of 
success and or failure versus whenever I've been on a dedicated program, nine times out of 10, we're told not to weigh yourself every day because you're going to start to feel the difference. And for me, my measurement is a how I feel in my body, like when I'm looking in the mirror, and more importantly, the way my clothes fit and feel because clearly things were tight when I started that process, which is for me what, you know, what would get me going, you know, to change a couple of things. But everybody, most people are so defined by that number. And maybe that morning you actually see it on the scale, but then you go through the day and nothing is changed in perhaps what you have done in your process. And yet the next day you could have a little inflammation. You could have some water weight and boom, here's one pound or here's two pounds that could just set you back. Do you find that a lot of people identify themselves with, I want to weigh 120 pounds? Sometimes when I do my intakes and people tell me desired weight, yes, Mm -hmm, 125 mm -hmm. pounds, 130 pounds. And it's interesting, like what I guess then that represents to them where they want to be versus how long did it take them to get to where they're at and the realistic goal. We don't wake up one day overweight. We don't. It slowly crept on. You somehow get used to it until you reach the day where you're like, no mas, no more. I'm good. I'm not buying the next size on and on. And then we forget that part of it took us that long to get there. Let's bring in some grace and some realistic goals to chunk it down. You're not going to lose what you've gained. Weight. I think anyone can lose weight. But is it different when you really want to, I'll say, lose fat? Oh, absolutely. Very, very different. Losing weight, you can really eat very, very little. Your body won't take it really well because you need nutrients to drive metabolism. A lot of the people who I see stuck in not being able to lose weight after they've done some sort of diet, whether it's keto or they're cut their sodas or their monsters or the bread, whatever, tends to be lack of nutrition. And sometimes people undereat significantly and their 1,200 calories or only 800 calories are really below their limit and over-exercising. And yes, you're going to lose weight, but guess what? It's going to stop at some point if we don't go to the extremes. And then you're going to probably not feel the best. And then I have a graph where I show people how carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, the metabolism, your ability to convert these into actual fuel, right? For you to mm-hmm. as a human being an energy or a protein to build muscle mm-hmm. or to bring your brain cells, it's dependent on a lot of nutrients. So anybody can lose weight, but losing body fat, if you want to use that fat that you ate in an avocado, in almond butter, peanut butter, mm-hmm. If you really want to work on that, then you need the right nutrition, the right balance, eating the right Mm. food, avoiding the habits or foods that are adding and inflaming your body, because that is where body fat actually, it's a state of chronic consistent inflammation. And when we're talking about people gaining all this weight, 
in maybe body fat right around the waist. That's where most of my women and my men tell me like mm-hmm. this is what I want gone. You know, it didn't take a week or maybe mm-hmm. two months to get there. For some people, it took months. So going back to the question of losing weight or body fat, it's very different. Anybody can lose weight in a very unhealthy way. And now losing body fat is very different because there's different aspect and aspects that are related to body fat. I already mentioned nutrient density of what you consume. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have enough, for example, magnesiums or specific amount of B, like panothenic acid, there's no way that you can burn the fat and put it into fuel. So you got to ask yourself, how long did it take me to get where I'm at? And what am I doing so that when I lose weight, it's the right weight, it's it's fat, that it's, we think it's dead, that it just sits there. But guess what? Mm It makes a lot of pro-inflammatory substances in our body that then go after the liver, after the heart, after the kidney. And we don't realize that. We just think it's fat. So if you're trying to lose fat, I encourage you to do it right. Don't undernourish yourself and look at the habits that are promoting that fat storage, such as we talked about alcohol. That's a big one. Or fat, I would also look at your cosmetics and your water because there's a lot of toxins that we call endocrine disruptors. And these are hormonal disrupting agents that actually have been coined as obesogens. And that's a legit word. But these are substances in, I'll say one, MSG, right? Or BPA. MSG is found in a lot of foods that are prepackaged or MSG-like ingredient, BPA. It's a plastic derivative also found in cans. Take a look at your makeup. There's a lot of resources mm. out there, like the Environmental Working Group, that has a search and database where you can enter your type of makeup or, or the order, and it'll tell you that it contributes to this condition and that condition. And I, I guess we're talking about body fat, but I know that all these toxins are impacting your ability to lose body fat. So you have to not just look at, I'm going to not eat this and that, maybe look Mm -hmm. at yourself and really see, okay, am I getting enough sleep? Because if you don't sleep enough, and this is very different for everybody, but at least seven hours, if not eight, going to bed before 10 o'clock at night, if we don't get that certain amount of sleep and quality sleep, there's no way we're going to lose body fat because our hormones, our cortisol is probably just not really working the way it should. And when we have that out of balance, it's so hard to lose body fat. So sleep is huge. Are you drinking enough? Do you drink coffee before water? And do you have a water bottle next to you? And do Mm -hmm. you, okay, I'm going to have at least three of these, having those goals. I think that would be, which then become your habits, sleep hygiene, right? Like what are my habits an hour or two before bedtime so that I can get to sleep before 10? Am I drinking enough? Am I eating the right foods? Or am I continuing to eat something that I, I think it's healthy? Mm. It's actually not. Because there's, I mean, that could be a whole other episode. Exactly. But I- three three things, I mean, three, four, five, we can have you like every day. It's like, okay, another day with Natalia. Here we go. Let's learn. So in keeping with the losing fat, and I want people to hear, you mentioned carbohydrates that, you know, most people run from the hills when they're on a air quote diet. You need all your food groups. You need them all. Your body was made for them, but in the proportion of what you want to achieve. Question slash one more thing. 
protein. I know I used to, for most of my life, took for granted protein. And now I really like my day is consumed with lead with protein. How much protein? Where can I get more of that? What are some good protein sources? Because that's where I always get tripped up. Protein, what the latest research has found is that we need really all amino acids. So coming from animal sources tend to be your your best. So eggs are feel are quite inexpensive. If you're worried about eggs and your cholesterol levels, that is from 20 years ago. That is why you got to look at a cutting edge research because most doctors are not trained in nutrition. They maybe got seven hours of nutrition. And the only thing they're going to tell you if your lipids are high, if you go for an annual is like, don't eat eggs and just don't be afraid of eggs. They're very inexpensive. They're a beautiful source of protein. They have choline, a very important nutrient for mood and self-functioning overall. And sometimes I see people deficient in that and developing fatty liver. And it's like, just eat some eggs. So anyway, I'm an egg lover. Mm-hmm. You know, your poultry, whatever that may be, you know, like your your chicken, your turkey, whatever it is that you like, because it's from animal source as long as, you know, it's not fried. I mean, you know, th- those basics. Then a word of caution with fish. It's mostly tuna. I remember this woman coming to my practice because she felt really off. And she had been to probably 10 specialists. And just because of the symptoms that she had, we decided to do functional medicine testing. And we actually measured not just her nutrition levels, if she was metabolizing carbs and proteins and fats well. And we looked at her gut, but we also measured heavy metals. Mm. And we found tons of mercury because she had been eating a ton of tuna steaks because mm-hmm. she, she had heard that that was really good because he had omega-3s. And yes, it does have all that. She was eating also canned tuna because it was quick and easy. So I really want to warn you about tuna and your larger fish. You want to consume smaller fish like sardines. Cod is actually one of that's a, that's actually pretty good because anything bigger in the food chain, you know, like grouper can unfortunately contain mercury and you may not know why you're not feeling great and you have some heavy metal accumulating. So with fish, just go for your smaller fish. And mm-hmm. if you have fish, um, you know, salmon, if possible, get it wild so that you don't get anything that we won't want. Like if we want to be healthy animals, we want to be eating healthy animals. So think about that. Where does your protein come from? If we talk about beef, I don't have anything about beef. Like eat all the red meat that your heart desires as long as it's coming from a quality source, right? And always think about this. Like if I'm a cow or if I'm a pig and I'm caged in a two by two, Mm -hmm. how healthy am I going to be? Because that stress level of the animal will also impact your own biology. So if you're able to not just focus on your lean meats, grass fed is actually really good because we don't want any corn fed animals Mm -hmm, because of mm -hmm. the effects of corn. And that's when I talk, I want to talk a little bit about carbs, which carbs to avoid, but beef is totally fine. I would tell you, if you're looking at beef, if you like beef, if you like your meat, grass fed is great, hormone free, antibiotic free. If you find that in the packages, that can be really a real game changer for health and when it comes to protein versus getting caught up in the plant-based track that can lead you to get very processed fake meats mm-hmm. or 
sugar, um, mm-hmm. a lot of foods that when you look at nutrition, you don't know that the actual protein, the amino acids in these animal foods make your neurotransmitters. And I say this because I've gotten at least five male clients that come to my office that tell me, I feel like crap, something's gone on. And this is what happened. My wife put me on a plant-based diet. So mm-hmm. all I'm eating is protein from plants, which I don't have anything against, you know, beans and legumes and lentils and nuts, mm-hmm. as long as they're not peanuts and it's just they tend to contain a lot of mold and they're more pro-inflammatory but these guys tell me i just don't feel right and when we measure their nutrition levels their amino acids are just totally not in the right amounts and their neurotransmitters like amino acids make neurotransmitters so sometimes people find themselves really not firing really moody not able to sleep and it has to do because of what they're eating i mean yes we talked alcohol you know if Mm -hmm. you eat chips and beer and those high calorie foods right before you bet before you go to bed of course your sleep is going to be impaired but if you just start a new diet that is very different to what you're used to and it's you think it's on the healthy side let's say plant-based just make sure you do your research and see if it's right for you it's actually depending on the blood type but you ask me what are the best proteins to have i would tell you Animal-derived, starting with eggs, because they're very inexpensive. Poultry, meat, fish. We talked about smaller fish versus larger fish. If your body can tolerate it, you can have legumes uh, like lentils and beans. Some conditions, and these conditions being being autoimmune conditions, do better without legumes because Mm -hmm. certain components called lectins. But beans and legumes are both proteins and carbs. And for some people are great, but for some people they're not. And you can check if your genetics are something to look at and determine, okay, I can eat these or I cannot. I think about other protein sources. I think I mentioned it all. I mean, bacon, sausage, you know, it's going to be highly processed. So it's going to be hard to be a healthy animal if we eat on healthy animals. Yeah, that's what I have to say about protein. And when it comes to carbs, Mm. I would tell people, because I met with a client last week and he told me I'm in the carnivore diet. So what's the carnivore diet? It's a diet that is mostly just meat, nothing else. And for some people, that is really what they need, especially if they have a lot of digestive issues and maybe an autoimmune condition, because there's so many things in foods that when we just stick to one food group like meat in the carnivore diet, people just know how their body reacts to that. And some people feel really well, but this gentleman was instructed by his doctor to follow this diet. And he said, I can't have vegetables. I can't have green beans. I'm like, yes, you can, because they have very little carbohydrate, you know, if you mm-hmm. follow a low carb trend and a very easy to digest food. So for the ones of you listening, thinking about carbs, do I need to cut all my carbs out? It really depends. And if you go so strict, is it, are you going to be able to sustain this? Mm-hmm. Carbs that I think are a no-brainer to cut out. Wheat, I would tell you to definitely cut wheat, processed carbs. Uh, sometimes people don't do really well with grains. And this is because they're sprayed with glyphosate. I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. know what glyphosate is. So uh-huh. in layman's terms, how would you explain glyphosate to people? When people say I'm carb free, think about your carbs. Fruits are very good, very healthy, very filling. 
vegetables are wonderful as well. Sweet potatoes are actually great as well. To make your lifestyle change, whether that be new resolution or actually a six-month program or whatever it is that you commit to yourself, I would just encourage you to not omit your veggies because they're very filling and they add a lot of those nutrients that drive your metabolism and your fat loss. So that I would make sure to remember and fruits as well. Everything else in terms of carbs could actually go, but it depends on how if you see this being sustainable or not. And I think that mm -hmm. is important for a lot of people to know. What about the white things? Anything that's white, like white rice. You're talking to the Puerto Rican here, and rice is obviously was a staple growing up. Right now, maybe if I make rice twice a year, that's a lot. And I have brown rice that took a very long transition to get into my family. But you have your white rice, you have your potatoes, not the sweet, the, the regular, your potatoes, your, uh, you know, in any form of that, your French fries, etc. When you have the whites, because they've been, I'll say, stripped down, avoid those and go and stick with color? Um. I would tell you, avoid all, yes, I mean, your whites, but most of your grains, those rice, that's corn, that's quinoa, that's millet, that's barley, just mm -hmm. because of the inflammation that they promote in the body and because of the glyphosate, which is in Roundup and that really mm -hmm. damages your DNAs. Mm -hmm. So to say that, like, if you have white go with color, I think that would apply to sweet potato. But if you have your white bread, if you want to go to your whole wheat bread, I would not agree with that because it's still a grain, it's still sprayed with glyphosate, and it's mm -hmm. still really going to promote a lot of inflammation, fat storage. So just cutting out the grains, which you may think are good, but they're actually not good, like oats, they're not the best for everybody. But you can ch test genetically if you're sensitive to this, but because me knowing how foods are pretty much manufactured, I stay away from those foods. I don't have any of these issues like autoimmune disease. I'm just very careful because I know it's the number one disease arising mm -hmm. and it's the number one killer amongst women under 65 years old. And like you said, you don't wake up being overweight, right? You don't wake up with an autoimmune disease. This disease developed itself within 10 years. And if you're eating the foods that are going to promote that, then your quality of life is going to be unfortunately really taxed. So I really do want to make everybody aware about grains and they're not as good as people think. I like it. I absolutely do. Because again, you can't scroll anything without seeing the eat this, not that. And then next screen up is the total, like what, 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 what? And I think with the guidance of a licensed integrated expert as yourself, and this way you see root causes. It's not just because I ate this, something else happened to create it. And yeah, maybe additional testing besides just your normal blood work to see, hey, what's this machine I'm working with? How am I really made up? And then knowledge is power, knowing that, all right, now let me eat for my best self, for my best body. Really well said. I feel that people who have tried many things and they don't feel better physically or in their bodies and they say, oh, I did do my test, but they all look fine. You got to look deeper. Mm -hmm. And I 
as I mentioned, there's just so many clients that I've seen that have gone to so many specialists and we run genetics that impact a lot with metabolism and detoxification. And there's nothing wrong with your, your genes. Our, our, our genes are beautiful. Mm-hmm. We just need to be aware of what are the implications of our unique genetic makeup. And if we're balanced in our microbiome, in our gut, sometimes we have GERD or constipation or reflux, or sometimes we go every other day, or sometimes there's four days and we'll have a bowel movement. And we think that's normal. And it's not normal. Your body's telling you, hey, something's off. And if you want to lose weight and you're clogged in your bowels, and if you're not urinating enough because you're not drinking enough water mm-hmm. or sweating enough because we're used to sitting, then there's no ways that those natural detoxification pathways for you able to lose weight and just to function, it's not going to work. So small things, hydration, it's huge. Movement is huge to break a good sweat. And then number three, eating the right food so that your microbiome, the species that make up your gut and that also dictate your brain and your mood, even your immune system are actually playing well together. I think mm. it's but a lot of people feel that there's okay if everything came back from the doctor then it's good and maybe you do feel great but if you don't feel great please reach out because i've encountered so many things that if the client hadn't been okay i'm really gonna see what's going on in my body that i can't see and that my doctor can't tell me we found some amazing answers to the why somebody's Mm -hmm. sugar is not coming down whether they're even if they're eating once a day and all the right foods, because that has happened. Here's what I've heard. I've heard that we know ourselves best. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is easy to check off the box. Well, I went for my physical. Well, my blood work says I'm good. But I think our assignment for 2024 is, are you really? Really ask yourself, is this me functioning on all four cylinders going? Is this me at 100%? Or maybe we should you know, look a little closer to see if there isn't room for improvement. And then that's where you come in. Dig a little deeper, ask some more questions to really see what you're working with. Yeah. On the questions, a lot of people ask me, wow, nobody had asked me all these questions when they're feeling other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss the boat. And yes, I'll ask you. It's, yeah. Yeah. I love that part. I want everyone just to take what they've heard. And then we're going to tell you where Natalia hangs out and where you're going to find her. But it doesn't matter when you start. It doesn't matter what the date says on the calendar. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Try something for a season. And we're already in a season, but a season is like 90 days. And it doesn't matter when you start your season, but you're never going to know unless you try. And today is always the best day to start. I love that. It is. We can talk to Natalia on the daily and maybe we'll make a recurring uh, series out of this because there's just so like, ooh, the whole makeup thing got my attention. I don't know if it got yours. <laughs> makeup is the unregulated industry, by the way, and it's on our skin, our largest organ. But let's go on. That's definitely one to really jump down the rabbit hole with. Where are we going to find you? Where do you hang out? Tell us everything. Well, first, thank you for having me here and inspiring everybody to make a lifestyle change, not a quick fix. 
so that they don't feel disappointed two weeks mm-hmm. or a month down the road. I think the seasons, what you spoke about, it's just like, what are you going to do to start painting your season, the color that you would like that season to be? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. beautiful. So thank you for sharing that with everybody and inspiring everybody. With me, you can find me, uh, I have my website, and that is fnwellness.com. So F as a Fernando, N as a Natalia, and then just the word wellness.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Natalia-Garcia-RD. And on Facebook, I am as Nata.DelMoral, and that's how you'll find me. I have a group for women who actually want to lose weight and who want to reverse or prevent autoimmune disease. Because as I mentioned, I'm very passionate because it doesn't get diagnosed until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to be too late. So I have a group that I created to help women. And this is where we talk about the makeup. This is where we talk about toxins and just a lot of things that I guess most of the general public is unaware because I guess I have to know this because this is what I do day in and day out. And when I get cases like some of the ones that I've explained that are really off symptoms and nobody no answers, like, all right, got to know this. So anyway, if you want more information, you can find us there. And you can also find me on Instagram as food.and.health.coach. I speak a lot about lifestyle. I speak a lot about laughter and joy and cultivating that because I feel that we tend to forget as we yes. adults and it's just work, 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 do, do, do. I also encourage you to really find and create joy in your day to day because it's crucial for your heart and your soul will also thank you. So if you're in the journey doing that soul work, maybe this is ringing the bell from you. And that's it. You can also email me at natalia at fnwellness.com. That's where you can find me. And I'm very excited. I was able to be back and I look forward to talking about toxins and hormones. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Makeup and other hormonal disruptors that are out there that uh, can be so prevented. And because a little bit's under our control. Well, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, joyfoundhere.com. I want to know what else you want to know about. I'm going to lead the charge and we're going to have a makeup episode for sure. Because like I say, I'm the biggest proponent of as long as it works on my skin, I don't care what's in it. Oh, but now I do. Yes, I need to learn more. I need to learn more. I can't wait. It's such an honor each and every week that you guys tune in. You stay around, you send us wonderful, wonderful comments, rate five stars, review. Spotify sent us this wonderful end of year report that just made my heart burst. Uh, God forbid I remember any of the numbers, but it was really, really cool. And for that, I say thank you. Be well till next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.